Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, July 15th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com. And I'll do my very best to answer them right here right there wherever maybe on the show i don't know whatever i could answer anything guys uh it'll do my very best to answer them like i said um and today's episode very fun one uh it is a part one of a part two double feature featuring two different guests i call it the roast of eric hosmer is talking about everything eric hosmer about why he's not good why we don't think he's good, why he might not ever be good for the Padres, but still, I thought this would be fun because we also talk about fandom and how we got into the Royals, or should I say how my guests got into the Royals, and kind of the team as a whole looking back at them. And uh, part one is going to be with my friend Alex Eichler, which you guys are going to listen to today, and then later on in the week, you guys are going to listen to part two, which is with Ryland Styles, which is separate in its own right. Now, without further ado, guys... Let us begin the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and as part of this ceremonial event that everyone's been looking forward to, the roast of Eric Hosmer, it begins <laughs> with a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. He's not, you know, he's not on the sports Twitters. He's not on the, you know, he doesn't do this as a bit. No, he does do it as a bit, but he doesn't do it professionally, whatnot <laughs> have you. Um, he's not the Lockdown Royals host. Instead, He's a Royals fan of some sorts, right? His name is Alex Eichler, and he is uh, joining me to talk about Eric Hosmer to kick this thing off because um, he brought up being kind of interested to be on the podcast because Eric Hosmer is a Padre now, as Padres fans might unfortunately be aware of. And I wanted to talk to him about all the Royals stuff and what have you. So, Alex, before we get into that, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Huff? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. It's a nice Monday I guess noon now. Wow. It doesn't feel yeah. like noon anymore, though. You know? Like no, but 12, that's because days 12, start at 10. Yeah, days start at 10. They really do. I mean, usually they start at like 7.30. Now it's 10. And, you know, that's how I get all my news. Usually think, mm-hmm. you, every like, even the news comes out at like 10 now. I think people are starting to like catch on to that. They're like, all right, let's wait for people to wake up. But anyway. I have no complaints. I like sleeping in. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, first of all, I want to ask you about a very important thing, and that's you are a fans of a couple different teams. Is that fair to say? Mostly two. Mostly two, mostly two. Yeah, you're mostly not like two. the other friend of ours that we know, who's a, <laughs> a sports bigamist to the, the greatest degree, right? Of course um, not. But you're, you know, you're with me here in New Jersey. You got your Yankees fandom roots for the most part. Um, but you also like the Royals quite a bit. How did I you? Do. Yeah, like how did you kind of, how did that happen? You know, okay. what, where, did, where did the fandom begin? Yeah, so remember like the MLB 2K games that you'd get on like the Wii or the Xbox back in, yes. you know, the the early, two, I guess, late 2000s, not before the 2010s. Um, yeah. So I was playing probably like MLB 2K7 or 2K8. And for whatever reason, I, I didn't really, you know, I was, I don't know, how old was I at the time? Probably nine, nine, ten mm-hmm. at the time. And I'd just be playing... I didn't really like get super involved with like the league mode or anything like that. I just play like 
you know, quick games against whoever. But for whatever reason, I'd always like to play as the Royals because they were the worst team at that time. Some if there's any older <laughs> any older, you know, baseball fans, they might remember the Royals of the like mid 2000s. Jeff Francoeur and just all these guys who you would have totally forgot about. Luke Hochevar was their number one pitcher for so long, even though he was really never that good until he became a relief pitcher. Um, But I just love the challenge of playing as the worst team in baseball. I and seeing if I could beat Mm -hmm. like the better teams just like on pure Xbox or Wii skill alone. And it kind of just grew from there. And, you know, when they when I was a bit older and they got to the World Series in 2014. This was after now MLB 2K was canceled. The last MLB 2K yeah. game was in 20, 2013, unfortunately. Um, mm. But they got to the World Series in 2014, and I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. This garbage team that I latched onto when I was nine years old is in the World Series now. Um, and, like, the, I, the sports moment I think I'll never forget in my entire life was the last play, or not the last play, The I guess the last inning of uh, the 2014 World Series when Madison mm-hmm. Bumgarner had just been pitching for four and a half, you know, four innings or something in relief. And Alex Gordon could have stole, you know, gone home on an inside the possible inside the park home run when Gregory Blanco dropped that, that, uh, that fly ball that Gordon hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, and my then, God. Yeah. I forgot about that. But he didn't go home. He didn't go home. Yeah. And, and then I think Salvador Perez popped up. It's quite sad. Yeah. It's um it's funny because two things, right? Um 2K7, I just looked it up to be sure. 2K7 was the first uh like baseball game I ever played. I played it on my PSP back in the day. Oh, and yeah. I remember I even remember like the da, 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 da. like I remember the music and man, I miss some of the old 2K games and some old sports games that had all these random modes like arcade related stuff. Oh, I know yeah. NBA the inside was something like that. They had like a conquest mode. Um but it's funny that your fandom kind of starts from the video game. And it's true. I, I think there is something admirable about the worst team in the league and kind of making that like your thing. You oh, know? yeah. It was like, always, that's just kind of. Yeah, I remember like specifically in those, you know, 2007, 8, 9, it was the Royals, the Pirates and the Nationals were all just the bottom, bottom yeah. of the barrel um, for those couple of years. And so those were the three I played as. But for whatever reason, I think I think the Royals were just the worst. They had no like actual good players and so mm-hmm. i think that was the the challenge you know it was definitely from that yeah paul red wasn't in the best of moods during that time i guess you could presume it's <laughs> funny like yeah and then 2k franchise just kind of stops i'm it's funny because first of all the 2k7 actually i think people forget they had jeter as the cover for 2k for like three years in a row <laughs> yeah right, right, right. which is so so hilarious to think about kind of because it's even like the mlb the show games like yeah i know jeter was the most um popular player and i know all the 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 red sox fans that like to pretend that they're smarter than everybody else like to say that he was overrated um which is just like i've never i've just like all right congrats guys like his defense was overrated anyway um (laughs) but like he was the guy of the sport in in a way that was separate from being the the best yeah he really was in a lot of different ways it's kind of funny to think about that too because he's he was a really like laid back um professional like gentleman type mm-hmm. of personality is what he had and that's he was old school. it's kind of crazy yeah he was old school and it's kind of crazy that i don't know if that happens again these days these days everyone's like baseball needs a personality you know you need it you need to have somebody kind of crazy and then you know uh, you have mike trout who's kind of in that similar jeter vein where he is the best player but people sometimes he's, complain that he doesn't have the personality which i think is a, normal a little guy, unfair you know he's, yeah he's i think it's a little unfair. out hitting home runs I don't know what else you can ask for. He's <laughs> just a good guy. 
I've yeah, no, sure. I, I love Mike Trout. I think he's I think he's awesome. But yeah, unfortunately, I think people don't appreciate him as much as they should because mm-hmm. he's boring. But I don't know. <laughs> um, too yeah, bad Bryce Harper's not better. I guess. Yeah, I know, right? Seriously. Um, and Bryce Harper's fine. I think he's good. But I do too. It's interesting that you say like you know wishing players that were better and exciting players because that Royals team uh, that wins the World Series. One thing that I find funny is that I feel like they won the World Series the year that, that people started to dislike them. They didn't actually beat the Giants. That's when everyone was liking the Royals. Then right. they became a little bit. They had like, you know, RIP, Ronaldo Ventura, and some of the other guys on that team that people were like, all right, these guys are a little, you know, a little bit annoying. Yeah, what do you think cocky. about that? They might have got a little cocky or something. I think people also didn't really like how much small ball they played. I think that was a big factor. Just mm. they were very big into not striking out, making contact, bunting, which you know you you know you don't see anymore. They had a lot of guys who were pretty quick. They could steal some bases, which really was kind of something that the sport has turned away from since. And I think that was like the last, maybe the last year that you kind of saw that. Because if you think of the teams who won the World Series since, you got the Cubs who. You know, in 2016, they were mashers between like Rizzo and Brian and all those guys. Then you got the Astros 2017 again, like just professional hitters. As you know, they may have cheated. Mm-hmm. You know, not going <laughs> to go. Not they they cheated. Not going to say might have cheated. I'm not going to go further in depth with that. Um, Red Sox in 2018. You know, JD Martinez, Mookie Betts, guys who just hit super well. And then mm-hmm. last year, Nationals also. You know, you got Juan Soto who might become one of the best players of all time who knows but none of those teams play small ball none of the successful teams yeah. play small ball anymore um but yeah i i think there's also kind of they were kind of looking at a dynasty or like they're trying to look at a dynasty between guys who are staying around like eric hosmer lorenzo kane salvador perez um all these you know names that were faces of both the 2014 and 15 royals mm-hmm. but then it never really kind of came to fruition because the Royals don't have any money. Yeah. Well, they, they do. It's just, they didn't want to spend any of their money. Yeah. That's it. So, but yeah, it's funny that, that it's a really, it's look back. It's kind of like an anomaly, that team where it's Mm -hmm. their, you could argue their best players were their relievers, which is what's so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Hosmer who transition we're going to get into right now, who is now a Padre. They win the world series. Basically he has like his best season. I think that's fair to, to say Can right, right a, before he signs with the Padres. So 2015, 2015, yeah, I would say it was one of his best seasons. Um, mm-hmm. by by war, especially if you are into the uh, advanced stats. Um, <laughs> but I do want to say quickly, I was reading a article by Tim Kurgeon from I don't know, probably like 2016 or something, um, mm-hmm. about how important Eric Hosmer was in that 2015 World Series because he essentially he didn't steal home. But he kind of stole home um, to kind of <laughs> to kind of end like almost, you know, push along the end of the World Series. So anyone who doesn't know or remember, uh, basically, you know, in the in the, like the ninth inning, I think uh, top of the ninth inning because they were away in New York um, facing the Mets. Eric Hosmer makes it to third base with, I think, one or two, uh, probably one out. Salvador Perez hits a ball to David Wright. David Wright looks at at a Hosmer, you know, who's like 10 feet off third base. He doesn't go yet. He throws to Lucas Duda at first. Hosmer takes off for home. Now the score is 2-1 at this point, 2-1 Mets. And they're down in the series 3-1. So, you know, it's kind of really important for Lucas Duda to make that throw home to get Hosmer. And Hosmer's not like a quick dude or anything. He's probably average speed in terms of, you know, players. He was pretty young at the time. 
Um, yeah. For a first baseman, he might be on the faster side. But uh, Lucas Duda didn't make the throw. He he threw off, and Hosmer stole home and tied it in the top of the ninth, 2-2. Mm -hmm. And then Royals go on to win it in the 12th. It was a crazy play, especially considering the fact that it was all on Hosmer's volition. Like, mm -hmm. that whole Royals team, I didn't know this until recently, but that whole Royals team made a lot of the decisions themselves. Ned Yost was kind of just like, yeah, just like follow your gut and do whatever you feel is right. <laughs> just follow he, your heart, man. <laughs> apparently in 2015, he put down the bunt signal four times. Really? Four times. Every other time that they bunted was was the players, you know, opting to do it themselves. And I mean, it worked out, but I don't know mm -hmm. if you'd see it working out today. That's that's cool that he has this one little bow, but it's cute. I guess you could say. It reminds me of now Hauser wasn't paid at this point yet, but it reminds me of Jason Hayward. You know how like everyone talks about how he had the most inspiring speech in game seven of all time so, yeah. <laughs> where like Jason Hayward, you know, I, I think he, he had, he had a couple years where he was, he was like a solid player and I thought that he was a good get for the Cubs, but didn't turn out that way. And then he's barely playing. And then the world series, apparently after that famous um, rain delay, they were saying that he just inspired the heck out of the Cubs in the locker room. So everyone's like, all right, great. The seven year deal that we gave him, it, it turned out okay <laughs> then, I guess, because paid he has paid out for one, one moment. moment. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Hosmer has his one little moment, but it is fair to, I feel like say where he had some up and down years offensively, at least. Um, and we'll get into the, the whole package in a second, but he wasn't, I, I don't feel like he was quite as perceived as a liability as much as he is now. And and part of that was because he was younger. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, he's a he's like a 26-year-old who, you know, great offense, bad defense. All right, like that can be fixed, right? And then I just feel like ever since he signs with the Padres, he gets this big contract, to be precise. It was like eight years, 144, I think, something like that. Um, and how do I put this? He hasn't been good, Alex. He's, he has not been good. He has he not hasn't. been worth the money. What are, what are kind of your feelings on Eric Hosmer's decline? Did you see this coming when he joined the well, Padres, as some other people did? What do you think? So I think there's a couple things to say about Hosmer in terms of just like what people perceived as his quality. People generally saw him as a good player. People like thought he was a great defender. He won like four gold gloves or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he um, did. He did. And he... The, the the thing that one of the things I find mo most interesting about Eric Hosmer, um, specifically in his time as a royal, was how up and down his uh, career was. Basically, right. up until he went to the Padres. So his rookie year, he had a pretty productive rookie campaign. He didn't play every game, but he played 128 games, and he was a solid hitter. He you know generally above average, pretty impressive. No you know nothing flashy. Next mm. year he's terrible. 2012, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was quite bad. In Not good. Quite below average. And then 2013, back up. 2014, back down. 15 mm. up, 16 down, 17 up. He literally just flipped back and forth between mm. high quality and low quality, if not like below replacement level quality. Um, and I think, so there's a, a big reason for that, in my opinion. Um Basically, one of the things about Eric Hosmer is that he hits a lot of ground balls. So mm -hmm. I went to Fangraphs.com, sponsored. No, I'm not sponsored. I just love <laughs> Fangraphs. Um, and I sorted all active players by ground ball percentage. And he's 
at number eight. So above him are some guys you'd expect to be there. A lot of speedy guys like D Gordon and Jonathan VR who don't have a lot of power, but can get away with it because they're fast. Right. Um, surprisingly, you've got Christian Yelich at number two. He had 55% hmm. over, over 55% uh, ground balls throughout his career. Um, the problem is that he used to be a big ground ball hitter when he played for the Marlins, but since he got to the Brewers, he hits a lot of fly balls, which means he hits mm. a lot of home runs because he's strong. So he's kind of because <laughs> he's, he's strong. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's fixing. He's he's yeah. basically fixing his swing. There's a whole thing about how when he went to the Brewers, his launch angle increased dramatically. Because mm-hmm. what happens is when you you know hit the ball at a greater angle, you're going to hit more balls in the air, which means you're probably going to hit more home runs if you have the power. Eric Cosmer has the potential to do that. He's hit over 20 home runs in a season. The problem with Eric Hosmer is that he refuses to change anything about his swing. Mm-hmm. He's he hits so many ground balls and he doesn't do anything about it. I think he has the potential to do something about it if he really wanted to. But last year I think he was second uh in among qualified hitters in ground ball rate, something like that. Even though he his exit velo, you know, went up. He's still really struggling to get the ball off the ground, and he just doesn't seem like he's making the adaptations that he needs to. So I think that's a big reason why he's not good. Um, one of the other reasons, I think, is also I think his defense is vastly overrated. I don't think he's, yeah. you know, especially at, for a first baseman in a position that's generally easier to play. Mm-hmm. I, I should I should say shouldn't say generally. I should say definitely. It's the easiest position <laughs> probably besides DH. <laughs> Oh man, hey, I love me some DH. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the defense is is to me one of the more the things that it's it's always a bad sign when your defense is consistently kind of bad throughout your career and you're being given all this money. Like it it's not like so like we we mentioned Jeter before. Jeter had some years where it was like okay and not terrible, right. and he had some years where it wasn't very good, but it wasn't like a consistent straight line. Of always exactly. just not being great. And also shortstop, like you said, it's um, first base is a lot easier to play uh, than right, shortstop. Exactly. And by the way, the other thing is, obviously, these are hard things to do. We know that. But we're oh, saying yeah. by uh, relevant to positions in Major League Baseball, of course. Exactly. And and one of my, one, I think maybe my favorite stat about why Eric Hosmer is bad <laughs> is if you go to Fangraphs.com and you look at all active players who have had at least 5,000 plate appearances mm-hmm. and then sort by war, Eric Hosmer has the least war of any qualified oh player with 5,000 <laughs> plate appearances. So obviously, we're neglecting to look at a lot of younger players. Mm-hmm. That said, we're looking at anyone who's basically been in the league for seven-ish, eight years, depending, something like that. Eric Hosmer mm-hmm. is about 30. So people about that age and older, and he's the worst. He's he's beaten by the likes of Kurt Suzuki, one hit wonder Chris Davis, Starlin Castro. Wow. Two, I'm going to say two hit wonder for for Chris Davis. I want to give you right, a nice. No, right. The season before he got the contract, he was all right. I had him on my fantasy team. That's how I remember that. Yeah, I just remember him <laughs> for his one like 50 plus homer campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was but ridiculous. He had, he had a couple productive years, I'll say. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Hosmer is at the bottom. It's um to summarize, I guess Ace, if if you don't mind me. By the way, everyone, I call him Ace just so everybody knows <laughs> it's his nickname. Um, it's to summarize for the people who aren't nerds out there, right? Basically, Eric Hosmer's issue is he doesn't adapt to the the changing kind of um 
landscape of the league. He hits a lot of balls on the ground more than most, and he doesn't hit them very far. So basically, it, it, it's kind of you don't want to be there. I guess <laughs> is the way to say it. You don't want to be there in terms of things. And another point I'd like to add is the the twenty home run thing. It's because yeah, cool. He hit twenty, right? That's that's like good, right? That's cool. Yeah. But another thing that this is based on is his remarkable ability to stay healthy, which is cool. I like it when guys stay healthy. That's something you need in baseball. But I don't know if since he isn't very good, I think it doesn't matter that he stays healthy in a lot of ways. I'm not talking about it in like a real life sense, but um, like just in terms of his productivity on the field, would it make that much of a difference if you're just bringing up some replacement guys and swatching people, switching people out like, you know, some random a Torres, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, a nervous Salarte. Like, would it matter that much if the Padres were had some platoon of people who were playing first base every other day versus Hosmer? The answer is probably no. And the answer to why he's still playing is because of the contract. And two years in, it does not look great. Do you think that he can fix it? Because you mentioned, I mean, other guys have adapted, you know, like Christian Yelich. I even saw the other day that Brandon Crawford is working on a swing, a guy that a friend of ours swears was like his dude, right? The best shortstop he's ever seen. Um, just a subtweet. I hope he's, he's got listening the, to this. He's got the glove, but that's about got it. the glove. Got the glove. He's like the he's like the the bizarro Hosmer. It's just no offense, but great defense. Right. And it, it makes me wonder though, like, can this contract be salvaged? Um, it's probably untradeable as far as I'm concerned. It's probably one of the worst in the league. Which, um, in part two of this roast of Eric Hosmer, I'm going to talk to Ryland Styles of Lockdown Royals for it. So everyone tune into that. Do you think that Hosmer can get better? And if he does, does that improve the Padres' chances? I I want to believe. I really do. I want to believe that Eric Hosmer can indeed get better. And he can return to one of his up years when he was with the Royals, where he, you know, hits 20, 25 homers, hits over 300, and accounts for like four war, which is very productive. That means he was essentially worth four more wins than the average player that you're talking about, right? But mm-hmm. the last two years, he's been let like less than zero war. So basically, he's hurting the team more than he's helping the team. I think mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot. That said, I think this season in particular, if it does actually happen, I'm a little skeptical personally. But if the season mm-hmm. does happen, literally anything can happen. Eric Hosmer mm-hmm. could get lucky and he can hit all ground balls and they can right. all make it through the infield just miraculously. It's a short season, so it really means that it, like truly anything can happen. That said, I'm I'm definitely skeptical. <laughs> I think I think he's gonna I think really if he wants to have some long term success, I think Eric Hosmer is just gonna have to stop hitting the ball on the ground. I think he's gonna have to increase his launch angle, you know, something pretty significant. I think it's gonna be a drastic change in his swing. Um, or else I think it's just a bad contract and the Padres are not not happy or not gonna be happy because especially yeah. when you look at their uh their possible other first base options right now you've got jerks and profar who like okay he was solid last year he had a decent second half mm-hmm. and then you got will myers and <laughs> <laughs> another former Royal. people can't see but you just made the biggest like uh face like i've ever seen just like exasperation um, you know Eric, well like he was supposed to be like the the thing like the big yeah. thing 
I mean, so with Myers, the way I viewed it, to kind of tie the the bow on this, one of the reasons why I think, and I can't represent all Padres fans, they like making fun of me because I only started following the team like three years ago. Um, <laughs> I feel like the the Myers contract, it's like he's young and he, you know, he hit a lot of home runs. He had like the 28 home run, 28 steal season, and he's a former rookie of the year. I can see the kind of rush to be like, all right, let's do this. I just feel like there were more signs for the Hosmer thing. And it's like, why, why this guy, you know? And I, I think that teams do this sometimes where just because there's a, a known decent quantity, potentially they like to shell out the money for that. And it's probably one of Prowler's worst moves he's made next to maybe, I guess the, the trade Turner trade probably um, is probably higher up on that, but it, it's hard to say it. I, I really think that, you know, like you said, it is a shortened season. He could get lucky. Anybody could get lucky this year. There's, I really hope that we have some random Eric Sogard, you know, to throw back to when he won like the MLB face of uh, the face of MLB Twitter contest where like he could win the MVP. Someone could just have an amazing hot streak. I mean, teams could have amazing hot streaks. I think there are some that are excluded from that. But for the most part, I could see anything kind of happening. But in terms of long term success of the Padres, has it been great? And I know that the I feel like some Padres fans they like him. He's he's a cool dude. Nothing wrong with him. But I just feel like can you name one moment that he's really had with the Padres? You know, exactly. I don't think anybody can even count to that. You can count to Hunter Renfro before you can talk about Harry Cosby. <laughs> I mean, Renfro like is the best player of all time. If you just look at the way he hits a home run, like if you just only watch that, you're like oh, this is the best player I've ever seen. I don't even think Hosmer has that. Most people are like, oh wow, look at the time he fumbled this routine ground ball to first base. Yeah, I think I think Hosmer can learn a lot from Hunter Renfro because that's a guy who has been around for a while and mm-hmm. finally put it together. And I think it's probably in part because he's just changing his his swing. Mm-hmm. He's increasing his launch angle, so he's hitting more balls out of the park. It just mm-hmm. if you have launch the power, angle, I don't. Man. That's I, the lesson of the podcast. Truly, if you have the power and you have the ability to change your swing, which I don't see why a professional baseball player does not have that ability then I think they should do it. But until then, I think, I don't know. I think the contract, from what I understand, a lot of people when that contract was made and announced, uh, people were like, what? Why? Mm-hmm. Always Why a great so time. Much? Always a like, great that time. That was, if that's, yeah. So for that to be the initial reaction, it's like, yeah, like Hosmer's good. I don't think he truly ever showed signs of greatness though. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, one of the biggest downfalls with the contract is that I don't know if it was ever warranted from the get go because you just don't reward guys who are extremely hot or cold with a seven or eight year, you know, over a hundred million dollar contract. Absolutely. Well, Alex, um, if I were able to, I would award you an eight-year, $144 million contract. Um, this has been a lot of fun talking it. about um, Eric Cosper. I know you've been wanting to talk baseball, and we have our season coming up. we got our fantasy league coming up. I look forward to seeing you there. Do you have any final things you want to plug uh, for the audience out there to tune into, listen to, read? I don't know, whatever you want. Mm, I really wish I did, but unfortunately, <laughs> I have not released any music yet. It isn't Oh, no. Oh, no. But I have not. I will say uh, stream Jack Garrett on Spotify because that man is a legend <laughs> and I think everyone needs to listen to his music. Um, All right. <laughs> two R's, two T's, and an A. Two R's, two T's. Okay, cool. Everybody check that out, I guess. <laughs> Endorsement from Mr. Alex Eichler. Uh, dude, it was a blast and uh, I'll talk to you later. Indeed. See you, Javi. 
And yes, that is it, everybody, for my discussion with my good friend Alex Eichler. Shout out to him once again for coming on the show. It was so fun having him on. Uh, Just a really good friend of mine. And you know what? I like just talking to people who are my friends sometimes because they are very cool people. I got to give a shout out to them, as we all must do. And with that being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And also, if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Locked On MLB, it is hosted by my man Sully, posted a really cool episode today, actually, that is about City Field and the heritage of the Mets. Really cool. Uh, I can't wait to listen to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. He just knows how to make baseball content for baseball fans of all kinds, that man Sully. He's great. He's fantastic. Um, Stay tuned later in the week for part two of this roast of Eric Hosmer with Ryland Stiles of Lockdown Royals. And until that time and until any other time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.